Hey, this is Kim Nagrab from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Kimberly Nelson with us. Kimberly is a spiritual life coach and consultant, mental health coach, using her gifts to help you transform your life experience into one of whiteness, connection, and fulfillment. With that said, let's hear it from Kimberly. Kimberly, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm very curious to know about you and we all are. So Kimberly, let's begin with your journey. Tell us about yourself and what got you started in coaching. I think it was a decade or so above. Okay. So I have been in what's called the helping professions for most of my career. I started in community-based services in New York City. And I've always said people are my passion. That's just the truth. So no matter where I have been or what I have been doing of the well, even before I knew that, even before the word well-being was in my vocabulary, the way it is now, basically the well-being of people, right, has always been at the front of what I've done in my work and in my career. Yeah. So I worked in children, youth and family services for many years. Um, I also did a small stint in politics in New York as well, and did a slightly longer stint in corporate, and then came full circle back to working community-based, working with people, working with nonprofits. So my interest in coaching came when I first was exposed to coaching really early on, probably 30 years ago. It was so outside the box. I was intrigued by it, but I didn't really know or understand how to penetrate that, right? Like, how do you do this thing? So fast forward, let's say about 15 years, something hits my inbox and it's in reference to spiritual life coaching. That was right up my alley. So three themes in my life have always been there. Spirituality, and really that's like curiosity, being a seeker, quite honestly, right? I, I definitely consider myself a seeker. So that part, spirituality, health and wellness, right? Again, caring about the wellness of people and then also just my own health and wellness journey. And oh God, I had the three right in my head, but those three things. So spirituality, being a seeker, health and wellness and supporting people really, caring about the welfare of people. So when I saw coaching 15 years later, so the spiritual life coaching program, I said, this is right up my alley. And really what I said to myself is, I want to bring this modality called coaching to the same populations, to the same communities, the same people that I have done traditional casework, social work, that sort of thing with. So that's when I took a dive into coaching and in spiritual life coaching, coaching in general, right? The philosophy is you are your first client. And the program that I entered, which was the InterVisions Institute of Spiritual Development, which was founded by Ian Zan, the, as soon as we got there, it was about doing our own work. It was personal and spiritual development. And so I did a, I spent the next, I'll say 10 years or so, but even now I still continue to do my own work. I'm very clear. I'm a teacher and a healer. And as such, that means I'm always learning. And I'm always doing, um, healing something, right? And by healing, meaning what's the inner work for me to do, right? What's the next level for me? So, yeah, so th that's really, I think that's the core of my philosophy. And in terms of how I approach my own life and then how I approach the work, right? Because coaching is, I'm a teacher and a healer. Coaching is the modality I use to bring those gifts to the world. 
Yes, totally. And we are quite curious about the ways that you use. Are there any steps, methodologies, strategies that you tend to lean on when you tend to help people with spiritual aspects, mental aspects? Please give us an insight. Okay. Yeah. So we're, so my belief is that as hu- human beings, we are complex and multi-level. The four main levels, though, spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical, right? The, our physical body as well as the material world we live in. So that's my approach, right? Being very curious and supporting folks in it really, religion doesn't matter at all in terms when the way I approach it, because with everyone I work with, I want to know what do you believe in? What are your What's the foundation upon which you build your life, right? So it may be religion. It may be a philosophy, whatever it is. But that becomes the landing place, right? And where we build the foundation to work from there. And so, again, curiosity. The thing I love about coaching is that coaching is about the client, meaning that the client would like to achieve. And so it's really client-led, clients-directed, client-centered, which was a shift for me from some of the more traditional work I had done. And coaching is about, I am not the expert, right? I'm an expert at coaching, but my client is the expert in their life. And so that's a big, that's a foundation of coaching is that we don't approach it. I'm an expert telling you what to do. I'm very clear with my clients that my gifts and skills, so I am clear sentient, clear audience, and clear sentient, <laughs> clear audience, and what's my other, and clear cognizant. That's the other one I was forgetting about. And, and so I'm very clear that I'm a vessel. I allow spirit, universal intelligence, however you want to call it, God, however you want to call it, the Holy Spirit, to use me to support my clients. So my gifts come into play there in that I listen to what my client is saying. I listen I feel like my, one of my greatest gifts, forgive me one moment, I need a tissue. I feel like one of my greatest gifts is my ability to hear underneath the words. So to listen underneath what people are saying and getting to the core of that. Yeah. Did that answer your question? Yes, it did. Kimberly, okay. now we know how you tend to approach your work. Can you please give us a live example of some of your client success stories, someone who you are really proud of or someone who is on the top of the mind, right? Please share an example of the work that has been happening. I think so. It's funny when I say, when you say that, I'm always more so proud of what my clients accomplished more, not so much like how I supported them in accomplishing it, quite honestly, but I would say So the reason, forgive me, my chair is sinking. The reason my practice is called point of discovery is because that is that aha moment. I love that. I love when I see when it's like that look comes on a client's face where they get it, right? And they get it about themselves. They have this real, this like a core knowing emerges about themselves. And so I would say, so there's so many moments like that, but what comes to mind honestly is a client who was decades deep into a career in financial services, worked for a one of the major global financial investment banks, and she became clear that she just, she needed something different. She needed to make a shift, but in order to do that, 
she needed to leave. She didn't feel like she was able to get clarity and vision still doing the work every day. And so she was looking at a really big choice, what she wanted to do. And so ultimately, which goes against all common, I'll say common knowledge and just the common course of things, she resigned. She left for herself. She knew that she had, we went through everything in terms of making, she knew she was clear about that she had the fine, the foundation she needed in terms of to support herself while she was now going to look at what was next for her life. But, and she did it. And believe me, there were plenty who were trying to convince her otherwise and what would it take for you to stay and things like that. But she did it. Wow. Wow. And can you now tell us about the ways of being more aware of that spiritual aspect in our lives? How to, do you think, Prayer helps, or do you think meditation helps, or do you think mindfulness helps, or what? Yes. So um, it can. Everyone has to determine what works for them. And so I'm big on experimentation. I always tell my clients, and this is something I learned in my training as a spiritual life coach, is that we can do anything for any amount of time, right? So always approaching things as an experiment. So let's look, what works for you? Is it meditation? Is it journaling? Is it for those folks who have a specific religious affiliation, right? Devotionals, prayers, all those things, traditional, and even people who aren't, that aren't affiliated with a particular religion, right? Prayer can help, all of that. So meditation, but really, so first looking at, like I said, being curious, what has worked for you in the past? That's, oh, that's a key coaching question. You always want to know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. And sometimes in the course of life, people forget about the things that have had meaning to them. Someone's spiritual foundation may be in, in playing an instrument that they haven't picked up in 20 years. So whatever it might be. But the relationship with self, what I would offer around that is because that is what our relationship to the divine is all is our relationship to ourselves. And so is really how do you get quiet presence and stillness with yourself? How do you so that the chatter can fall away, not necessarily cease, but it's like the chatter goes to the background and just the stillness is in the foreground. And, and that can come again, meditation journaling, prayer. There's a saying that prayer is how we talk to the divine. Meditation is how we get still to hear back, to listen. And so those two things go hand in hand together. And, but yes, but finding that those quiet places, are you a person who likes nature, the forest? Are you a person who likes the beach? Do you like to be near a river, the water? Do you like the mountains? Do you just like a plant, just like a grassy field does it for you? What are these things where you can feel connected to, because we are a part of creation, right? But all those other things are a part of creation too. So when we get in those place spaces and can get grounded in those spaces, it also can help us to connect to our center in a way that the everyday bustle of life does not allow. What kind of music is it? Some people listen to piano music. Some people listen to frequency chords. Some people might it might be jazz right whatever it might be doing those things yeah i'll share about me i am never more centered and clear than when i'm at a beach i don't live near a beach i grew up on long island right so i grew up 10 15 minutes from the beach that was my whole life i no longer live there but i do my note and where i live now is not 
it's a little further to get to a, a shoreline, right? I can get to the Chesapeake Bay, not necessarily the Atlantic, but to the Chesapeake Bay. And yeah, so making sure, and I'm not, I have, like I said, pandemic threw everything up in the air. So I'm getting back to that now, like making sure I get there regularly. But for me, I love riding my bike and riding my bike can be very meditative for me. Matter of fact, I have to be very careful because I will just go in a zone and I will just be full. But I don't live, you know, I, I live in a, a suburban slash suburban area. So I have to be a little more careful. But yeah, like whatever it is, for some people it's running. But what is the thing that centers you? And generally, there's more than one, right? I'm definitely big on what are the different ways. I am a huge proponent of journaling. I feel like journaling is, it's almost like we're taking whatever's going on inside of us and literally like we're channeling it through our arm into our hand onto the page. And then just having it in front of us, we can see it from such a different perspective than when it's just in our head, than when it's solely in our head. Those are, yeah, those, so there, there's many different ways. There are so when we talk about, right, the different ways to God, right? So just to use the, that terminology, there are so many ways. And that path to God is our path to ourselves. It sure is. And meditation or meditativeness or spirituality is a way of, rather than being a practice, of course, practice helps, but it is in turn a way of life. Kimbadi? Tell us about the misconceptions that you feel that are out there about Pucci. Well, I think these days more people are learning, but but I still believe the majority of people don't necessarily understand. I think there was a time when people didn't understand, period, what coaching was, right? Now I feel like people have a concept about coaching. There's this thing called coaching, but they're not clear about the difference between coaching and traditional therapy. And you can have traditional therapists who employ coaching in their therapy, right? But I think one of the differences is that coaching is always about doing the work, right? Coaching is about practice. So one of the things about it's sometimes described as an active modality, right? And that active means because there will always be action steps, things to do between sessions, right? Because that's where a person's real discovery comes of themselves. Because that's what coaching is about, discovering yourself and the things that you really would want to do, the things you've been saying you want to do, make actualizing the shifts and the changes that you have told yourself, I need to this, I need to that, right? We can need ourselves to death, but then there's the actual actualization of it. And then, so that is what coaching is about. I think another misconception about coaching is that people don't understand that there is a true method, that coaching has guidelines, principles, ethics. All those things are part of coaching. That, and so people don't understand that it isn't just some, I'll say it like this, that it isn't just some willy-nilly modality or something that, you know, anybody can just say that they're a coach, right? The reality of it is that anybody can say that. And there are people who are naturally gifted at it. I was one of those people who was naturally gifted at it. Like I said, people are my passion. That's because I have a natural gift with people. Now, employing that natural gift versus employing it with some learning within a construct, how to work this way with people is very different. And so I think that's a big misconception that coaching is just something that, okay, people do or whatever, but it's no, there are 
principles, there are guidelines, there are core concepts. Like I said, there are ethics, there are all of that involved. And because of the fact that unlike some of the other modalities, I'm a big, like I said, I'm a big proponent of journaling. I am a big proponent of therapy. And those modalities, they are licensed, they are regulated. Coaching does not have that. So I think that it is important that people who desire to coach, that they get training from a reputable organization that is following. There are, in the U.S., everyone knows the ICF, those who know the International Coaching Federation. But, and although I can't remember the names of them right now, there are at least two other global coaching organizations and together they all, they work together to make sure that, to, to basically publish and forward guidelines, constructs, ethics for coaches. So I think that's very important, yeah, that people understand that there is a guiding body, even if it's not licensure in terms of by a state, by a government entity, but there are guiding bodies and that it is good to connect with coaches who are familiar, at least have some familiarity and are versed in what that, what those are and what that means. Yes, totally. So coaching is not therapy. And of course, everybody can call themselves a coach, but only a few can get you the results that a coach is, a well-established coach, a well-versed coach can get you the results, although everybody can call them coach. Kimberly, people are getting curious now. They want to reach out to you. So tell us about ways of getting a hold of you. Oh, the number one way to get a hold of me probably is LinkedIn. <laughs> so you can find me at as Kimberly A, middle initial A, Nelson, I'm on LinkedIn, a spiritual life coach. I believe of the millions and millions of us on LinkedIn, I am the only Kimberly A. Nelson who is a coach and or a spiritual life coach, I should say. That's the number one way on my, and on my LinkedIn page, there is a, in my contact, there is a link for my Calendly to uh, schedule a discovery call with me. Uh, as well, there's a link to my website, which there's also a link for my Calendly to schedule a, a discovery call. And on IG, you can find me at Point of Discovery. Again, Point of Discovery. My web, I don't have a website. I just have a landing page that tells you a little bit about me. Like I said, I'm a people person. So it, it gives you, I feel like it gives enough information, but reach out. Let's have a conversation. That doesn't cost you anything, right? I, I will have conversations with people. But pointofdiscovery.com is the website. And yes, and then I can be emailed. My practice can be emailed at pod, P-O-D, at point of discovery. Yes. Easy ways to reach out, guys. So consider reaching out if you resonate with Kimberly. Final question. Kimberly, tell us about action steps. What do you suggest the listener does after hearing this conversation? That's a great question. I think the, the, one of the action steps that can be really supportive for people is stillness, right? If you are struggling or feeling like a lack of fulfillment, feeling just like your wash, rinse, repeat in your life, right? Every day, it's just, the, it's groundhog day every day, just the same thing over and over. And there's more that you desire, but you're not clear on what that more is just yet. Or if you're clear, but you don't know, but you're thinking like, what, how do I do it? Whatever it is, stillness, get still with yourself. Life is so busy and we have so many distractions. It's just how do you get still with yourself and listen to yourself? 
It is, and I'll use myself as an example. There was a time when I was working full-time, in school full-time. My life just had this momentum. In some ways, I didn't feel like I had a life. (laughs) And I remember one, so the weekends were so precious, but I still had to do schoolwork and other things on the weekend. And I remember one Saturday, I... It's like Saturday, right? Okay, now it's Saturday. What's my Saturday routine? I get up, I do this, what? And I got up, I got out of the bed, and I just stopped. And I got back in the bed, sat up, threw the pillow in my lap, rested my arms, and I said, I need to think. Never take time to just think anymore. I think about all these things, right? I have school, I have work. Of course, I'm doing thinking about that. But let me just take a moment and be still and think because I, the coach, realized I, don't, I haven't taken this time to just sit and do this I couldn't remember when. So that thing, just stillness, get some stillness. I don't, if you have to, if you have to sit in your car, if you have whatever it is, but that is a first step to just let, just take, and then take some deep breaths, very big, deep breaths in for, there's all different ways to count it, but basically in a long, deep breath in, hold it for a moment and then let it release slowly through your mouth. Like you're blowing through a straw, just slowly. Do that three to five times and just allow everything to settle and just listen. Yes. Stillness, guys. Take some time after hearing this podcast and be still for a moment. Take some few deep breaths. And after doing that, one thing you can shortly do is reach out to Kimberly for getting more guidance on how you can grow in your spiritual aspects or in your mental aspects, in your life aspects. So, Kimberly is a one-point stop. Of course, there are ways of reaching out to Kimberly. Kimberly, one last time, please share all the ways of reaching out to you. Okay, yes. So first is LinkedIn. You can find me, Kimberly A. Nelson, Spiritual Life Coach on LinkedIn. You can email me at pod, P-O-D, at pointofdiscovery.com. And on my website, pointofdiscovery.com, both there and on my LinkedIn, there is a link for my Calendly to set up a discovery call, a 20 discovery call. You know it, guys. So start with the discovery call if you resonate with Kimberly and then you guys can take it from there. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for such a great conversation. It was a pleasure to be able to host you and an honor to meet you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm greatly appreciative and feel honored to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you again. And I am your host, Kiran Agrar, signing off for the day. You guys take care. Bye.